Hello. Hey, ya. Banger. Good evening. Go off. I'm going to start us off with a song, man. You know what I'm saying? You know the rules. We start with a song that has our show name, Make It Make Sense, included. It's Philip and Stacy's jobs. Try and guess what the hell the song is. Hopefully, they get it right. Here you go. <clears throat> Make it, make it, make it, make it, make it, make it, make it make sense. Make it make sense. Oh. Make it, make it. Say make so. Say so. Hey, there we go. There we go. Yeah. Stacy's face right now is. <laughs> 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 no, listen what? to the music. That's stank. It's stank. That was not it. That was not it. That was not the way the song goes. How was it, that? Of course it was. How, how did I get it then? No, no, Why do you act level. like we're against each other when we do this game? No, Stacey. because you, you and Phil decide what you're gonna sing, and then Phil, amazing actor as he, as he is, just like he just gets it right every single time. Surely what? at this point, how oh, that's that? Bad. Surely, that's surely bad. at this point, at, at this point, as Phil has gotten all of yours correct, this theory I have. Is right. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm putting the theory out there. I'm putting the theory out there. In theory. I theorize that you're wrong. What do you theorize? <laughs> All right. So, Phil has got it... every single one. Okay. So, say so by Doja Cat. How yeah. would that have gone then? Because you were expert and stuff. Yeah. You <laughs> know so good. Because you know you so good. You don't put me on the spot. You don't put me on the spot like that. What? Um. Ah. Uh, See, I'm trying to, I can't remember the, the way the song goes in my head right now. So like, I'll, the next time in it, next time in it, save it for next time, you get me? Like, it's like. I hear that, but yeah, welcome back to Make It Make Sense. Uh, yeah, I'm Phil, filmmaker, still been a filmmaker. And we Jumbo. are with. See, Stacey Chanel on Instagram, guys. Don't follow if you don't want to, follow if you want to, but you know. Add it DMs. <laughs> and we also have. If you can't tell already, we are following the government protocols and we are in our individual guidelines. Homes. Guidelines, sorry. Guidelines. There's no, there's clearly no repercussions for breaking the rules, but we are in our homes. <laughs> <laughs> And we're recording this on Zoom, so if it sounds crap, then it's all David's fault because David has 2G internet. So Whoa. I'll accept it. Yeah, fair. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, how you guys been during this whole this whole quarantine? It, it's it's all a bit mad, you know. It's all a bit mad. I I don't know when I thought this would end, but I just did not think it would be going for this long. So I'm coping. I'm coping. What about you? How you guys doing? Yeah, you know, uh, same. It, it, it's a weird one because it, 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 I'm having myself these weird moments where I'm realizing this is actually happening right now. My goodness. Like, the world is really on a standstill. And we're all living through this. This isn't, this is the new normal for now. And it is, yeah. But I, I, I'm, I'm trying to stay motivated. I'm trying to stay prayed up and 
not get too bogged down with the with the panic of it all and stay on the side of okay this is a time to reset um having having to reset every day sometimes but hey we try you know how about you feel you know, I've been trying to refrain from conspiracy theories because they will send you into a loop. <laughs> oh, my days. Like, <laughs> about why this is all happening and what's going to happen next. Yo, that's, it, it can get dark. It can get dark. But, yeah. you know, we moved, man. I'm good. Like, I've been fortunate enough to work from home. So that hasn't really changed much. But, you know, as the type of worker I am, I don't really want to be in the same space all the time. And... Cause I'm I edit, so I'm working with a screen for like eight hours. I don't really want to do anything next to a screen for like the next three or four hours after that, and then suddenly it's nighttime, oh, and then yeah, that's just long. Because like you know, like when I go to work before all of this, I would work for like eight hours in front of a computer, but I had that time to like that one and a half hours or so to go home, so mm. I can like freshen myself up, and smell the. The horrible smell of London, you know, and then it will be good. Like, but besides that, nah, it's it's. Besides that, everything's cool actually. Yeah, it's been cool. Like mm. getting regular pay, we, we good, we good, we good. We can go, we can go, we good. good. You know, we we all good. We all good. So, uh, productivity during quarantine or isolation depends on your. Isolation. That's a good way of looking at it. That's genius. We're in isolation. <laughs> How has it been for you guys in terms of keeping up with the Kardashians? Them two. <laughs> yeah, that fight was crazy, but <laughs> that fight with... was lit. <laughs> keeping up with like the the way you were working before outside of your regular work, if that makes sense. Like whatever is the stuff that you're passionate about. How how has it been productive wise? In that sense, Stacey? Um, it's been a mother because, like, I feel like I thought it was time that I needed when really it was discipline and motivation that I needed. So, in terms of like being able to be productive with um, things I'm passionate about, I've really had to train myself in being organized with my time and also giving myself a bit of grace. I feel like, um, I think you guys might have seen when there was this thing on Twitter or somewhere where people always, people had an opinion about what other people should do with their time in it. Like everyone had something to say. Either if you're using this time, if you're using this time wisely in terms of building a business or starting a new skill, you're doing well. And if you're not, then you're failing. And I don't know, I feel like, people just have too much to say about what other people are doing with their time. Like, there was just too much noise on that front. And that made me think a bit in terms of, oh, what am I doing with my time? Am I being productive? Am I not being productive? It motivated me. I can't lie. I was one of the people that it did actually motivate me to actually get up, organize myself, have a schedule every morning. So nowadays, before I go to bed, I try to write a schedule from a certain time to a certain time for me to get done and that's how I keep myself motivated. What about you guys? No, that's good schedule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um it 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 is a it you know how I've been feeling. But <laughs> no, for real though, it's um it's been a real journey of 
navigating how I feel and trying to replace it with what I know. Something I've been trying to um, practice recently because my feelings often lie to me. They often tell me, oh, there's no point doing this. There's no point trying that. You might as well give up that. There's no point moving today. Just stay in bed today. You know, I I find myself having days where I just feel like this is just it for me now, you know? Especially at the very start of the whole quarantine. Like, literally, I lost school. I lost every job I had booked. I lost you know, working um, with my new agency that I signed with, all of that was just gone. And I was, I'd literally just been getting those things or looking to end those things, but it was all ended for me, you know? And it was just like a, oh, so, so what do I do? And the immediate answer was, burn it then, I'll do nothing. But I didn't want to listen to that answer. I tried to work through it and in spite of it but I just found myself like coming up short you know anytime I wrote something I just look at it like it's not even good so all that time I could have spent sleeping I spent writing this piece of trash I'm just gonna go bed and so I just go bed and that but I thank God man that I have my family around me like they are my they are my oxygen they are my fuel they're my glucose they're my you know those little packs of like party rings and that that you get sometimes after church are you sniffing mm. <laughs> no but... <laughs> we can do that too but no they, they've literally just been yeah um cheering from the sidelines saying now you can do it you can do it and thankfully i also started this new course as well that's teaching me all about film and acting in film so those are things that are structured to my day and I'm just now trying to be productive, learning and mastering my craft so that when it's time to do it again, I am one of the best to ever do it. Philip? Uh, right, there's, there's been times where you want to do something and then if, even if you write something and it's not good, you're like, oh, this is long. And you don't, wanna, you don't really want to like revisit it. And I feel like quarantine or lockdown has given us a lot of time to be at home because we have to. And I don't think it's too much time, but I feel like the management of time is what's most necessary. Like Stacey touched on a lot there, which I actually might try myself, like planning the next day because it's easy for, like, I don't know about you guys, but Friday seems to be coming very quickly nowadays. Yo, for real. <laughs> I don't know. Friday, like, I'm like, yo. But yeah, it's just trying to be as responsible with my time as possible and making mm. sure that I'm committing to a lot of stuff that I said I was going to commit to, if that makes sense. I like that, yeah. But it's, it's difficult though. I don't know about you guys, but it's mad hard. It's mad it's hard. It's so hard. Before you go to sleep, you're like, all right, cool. I'm going to plan the next day. How do you do that? Basically, um, I have to plan till a certain time. So for, I think after seven o'clock, I make sure seven o'clock till 12 is free. And whatever I decide to do, 
it can't be like with work it can't be something that takes up too much of my brain space so when I start feeling like oh, okay I'm getting tired which is normally around 12 ish I make before I brush my teeth or anything like I sit down write down the hours that I'm going to be working in and then literally think about I because I planned the, the day before as well I have that day I tick off the stuff that I did I have the things that I don't do and then I shift some of the things that I didn't do into the next day or I just put that on hold and I start a whole new rotation so it just has to be um, an intentional time that I sit down before the night ends and I write down what I'm going to do the next day. And how do you feel when or if and when you're unable to complete everything that you did that day does it move on to the next day or do or some things are just like I, I didn't do that that's it like it's done no sometimes sometimes it depends on the different days more time if i don't finish something yeah i'm actually pretty calm if i don't finish everything if i finish my morning is the most important time and let me tell you no one is lying when they say but after 12 p.m in the afternoon anything you do just is you're sluggish like it's like your energy level goes down it depletes for me personally anyway the most productive time is between like I say between 8 a.m. and 12 p.m. for me personally. And anything after that, boy. So I've un I've given myself that grace that after 12 p.m., things that I want to do then, maybe I won't get it done. So I'm not that mad at myself. I'm not that upset if I don't get those things done. But what I do get upset about is if I don't write down what I'm going to do the next day. Because if I then I'm for the streets. If I don't write it down, honestly, I belong <laughs> That's to the That's a bit dramatic. Do what you want to do with me. Honestly, I'm like, take me as I am. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, David, how, how has it been in terms of when you don't complete something you set out to do? Do you feel like I should just leave it? Or do you feel like, all right, let me just try and push on and do that as soon as possible? It's, it's it's a weird one because my a lot of what I'm doing right now is just ongoing. It's like I need to write, that's ongoing. I need to train my acting, that's ongoing. Mm. So I guess it is just a case of like just picking it up the next day. But there's no real like I'm not as organized as Stacy. There's no real like this time is this, this time is that, this time. It's more a case of like, okay, I know I need to do these things. So let's just let's just do it you know yeah i do have like uh on my whiteboard i have uh what need what are my needs for the day and then i'll review that at the end of the day but honestly more time like my needs for that particular day can't really be met in one day i, I I'm, I'm very good at giving myself too much to do mm. so how do you navigate not doing that oh she's gone no, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here, guys. Sorry. I'm definitely here. Um, how do I, how do I navigate? Not giving yourself too Not giving much. myself too much to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, you know, I'm, I'm exactly like you, David. Like, I want to do everything. So I think I have to, I have to just take a deep breath and write everything I write down. Um, I write down everything I want to do actually I write down everything I want to do and then I go through the list and then I just I wipe out the things that I can keep for a different day I literally just write down all the things I want to do write down in this time even if it just doesn't make sense so within one to two maybe I'll write oh um write a script 
plan social media content, post it, post on social media. Like I'll write it all down. Like I I can possibly do it. And then the things that I go over and I'm like, actually, that's ridiculous. Then I wipe it out. I wipe it out. I wipe it out. And we save that for a different day. Hmm. So your process is to write it all down and then you make it make sense after. <laughs> Basically, if you want to be like that, I don't want to be like that. I'll be. But what about you, Phil? In terms of working yeah. and like, because you're, because I know a lot of people personally that have been put on furlough, but you're still working and you still have your creative side. So how do you balance all of that? Bro, I'm not gonna lie. Some days I don't. Some days one thing just gives. Like there's been a day when I didn't work and I knew that I, well, I had like maybe two or three days to complete a project. I was like, right, cool, tomorrow I'll just go ham. But today I'm just going to sleep and just chill or play PlayStation or Nintendo Switch or something. Like some days one just gives and other days it's like. Get going, if that makes sense. It just takes a while getting there sometimes. But yeah, some days it's, I just go ham. I go into the zone and I just bang out a bunch of stuff and then I get fatigued because my eyes have astigmatism. So, hey. yeah. That that's means, why you wear glasses. That's why I wear glasses. I'm not short or long sighted. It's just my eyes will get mad tired after a while because it doesn't control light well. Mm. Which is interesting because I'm an editor. So, you know, don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I get fatigued, it's just long. I, I just want to close my eyes. There was a day when I had a migraine. I think I did too much in front of the screens for too long. I had a migraine. And I don't know if you guys have ever had a migraine, but you want to throw up and stuff. It's just yeah, worse. yeah. Oh my day. yeah, yeah. Absolute worst. But when you can feel the throbbing behind your eyes. Oh, yes. This one time I saw a dot. It was just oh, a dot. Yeah. I, I thought I was gonna die, fam. I was like, "Hey, man, see? No, no, no. Leave it, leave it, leave it. Just break it. Touch it." No. Yeah, I feel like if you see three dots, it's over for you. Just, Thank just, yeah. just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's the sign, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, there have been times when, and I think it's most of the time, I like to mentally overload myself. I don't know mm. why I do it, but I mm. do it. I should write things down more, but I mentally overload myself with a bunch of stuff I need to do, and then it becomes overwhelming, and I don't do any of them sometimes mm-hmm. which is something i need to really change and start writing down the things i need to do like will smith had one quotation i don't know if you guys know it when it's like no and it's happened twice now and something's up before okay you keep going there all right your vocals are going at oh and i oh, tried yeah. to ignore it and be you know what i mean sorry but, sorry, sorry. Uh, Try again. Say I the fifth Will Smith quote and say, What's the quote? I need to hear the quote. I need to hear the Will Smith quote, man. Sorry, All of them was sorry. reading and running, and that one's getting old because man don't like reading or running. Um, I kept opening and closing my AirPods case, and they kept switching audio. Oh, right, man. Right. Sorry. Um, yeah, the Will Smith quote is, Don't worry about building a wall. Build a brick every single day, and before you know it, you'll have a wall. So just focus on building the perfect brick every single day. Because when you keep looking at the bigger picture, it can easily yeah. become overwhelming for you. So for example, mm-hmm. myself, I have a series that I want to do a pilot for and pitch it. And it's, a, it's probably the biggest projects I've ever done. Mm-hmm. And 
the magnitude of it stops me from wanting to even take that small step every single time and it becomes mentally overwhelming whereas i need to just focus on all right cool today go through the scripts that you have um put it into structure then work out what parts you can take out what parts you can change and then another day do a treatment but instead i'm trying to do everything all at once do you see what i'm saying so yeah i'd have to get better at not doing that especially yeah. mentally do you know what i mean mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah making the process of writing everything down and then making it make sense <laughs> this guy imagine like okay <laughs> character scripts treatment this this that you write all down this is all that's already weighing on your mind and then you segment it so like okay monday character tuesday script what comes after tuesday stacy quapina yes david's views i don't even know if that's right uh, not sorry. the views of make it make sense podcast uh <laughs> and david at, at data gdr that's at my <laughs> <laughs> is at toby okay. <laughs> <laughs> how you gonna put glasses on <laughs> oh wait hold on i don't think between this podcast and the last one uh mit came out did <gasps> MIT season two. MIT. Well done, Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you haven't seen MIT, it would be great if you if you watched it because if not, you hate us and we'll probably just stop doing this for the rest of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> but enough for the most of the blackmail. <laughs> um, yeah. Stacy. Yeah. You look lovely today. Like, oh, hey guys! Oh my gosh! Hey David, David, no, David, no, but David, did you oh, notice man. how the color matches her super dry hoodie? It's mad. <laughs> it's actually mad. Like yo, like I didn't, but I do. Like my mind is jumbled <laughs> right now, but looking at Stacy's environment, everything is just clearer to me. Just so ah. Oh. It's, it's like watching the movie Parasite. It's it's just it is. Yeah. cinematic. Yeah, it's very cinematic. You know? Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. The curls in your hair. I mean, your, your hair looks. Hey, the way it's catching light as well. It's <laughs> right now. You're just melanin glowing, my melanin. Oh, guys. Okay. Oh, God. Thank you. Thank you. I thought we could. I was really. Guys, when I told you, I was hoping for us to get through this one without this Stacey appreciation session but it's okay it's calm it's calm we thank God we thank God Never we can did. move on it's okay we can move on God, we can move appreciate on. my Stacey. man um, <laughs> <laughs> so actors because you guys be acting so you lie um, how has it been during quarantine in terms of auditions or rehearsals or studying about the craft how have you continued your acting life during an isolation? Hmm. Hmm. David? <laughs> because if I start, I will not stop. So David, please. <laughs> okay. okay, well, I, I just, um, I touched on it a bit because I guess acting is the main thing I do now. So that was a lot of what was weighing me down and not allowed me to be motivated at the start because I just lost everything and they're saying oh the entire entertainment industry is on hold everyone's stopped and you know all the 
actors who were at the top of their game, you know, it's disappointing for them for sure. But you know, they they can they can keep themselves together. For us actors that were knocking on the door, um, it hits a bit harder because it's like, damn, now I gotta wait even longer. And even when all this is over, the transition into trying to knock on that door is gonna be even harder as well because there's gonna be less going on. There's gonna be all this fear around it as well. And yeah, it, 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 when you sit and think about it, 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 it feels bleak. But at the same time, um, you got to look on the other side of it being a chance to, I mean, I guess for me at first, it was a chance for me to really see what I have going for me in my life. You know, when you look at career, relationship with God, um, relationship with others is like the things that you need to be a person you know and I was like okay the career thing is looking a bit mad right now but damn my relationship with my family right now is mwah. like I, I couldn't even I couldn't even think of a better you know scenario to be in when it comes to my family <laughs> yes yeah that's if that's, that's on 100 and my career's on minus three I'm still doing okay um but yeah, I've been trying to keep myself training. I, I will admit I was a lot more on it at the start, like doing self-tapes, trying to talk to casting directors, get myself out there. But eventually I kind of just got discouraged with it all, I guess. And I was like, man, this ain't even, I don't even know if this is doing anything for me. I mean, it all feels like nothingness. But thankfully, I'm kind of out of debt now and I'm trying to start on my uh, social media, um, a new sketch show, um, Insta Live Comedy. Come on. Just to right, quickly, before we, before we go on to Stacey with that question, with the sketch show, did you, do you see this as an opportunity to flex creative muscles so they don't become like yeah, stagnant? A thousand percent, a thousand percent. I created the sketch show so I don't become... Uh, unable to access that part of myself you know it, it's a muscle that always needs to be trained and I just wasn't training it yeah especially comedy like I, I just felt so unfunny and disgusting in myself but then I've been on YouTube University watching all the greats and the interviews and learning what I can about different techniques and yeah I've been talking for some time so I said all that to say I'm trying <laughs> Learning about the craft, and I'm done. Stacey, your turn. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for that, because that was so, like, that was just perfect. The way you summed that up was really nice, because I feel like, <laughs> I feel like as an actor in this pandemic, it's, like, I remember, I think I was speaking to Phil over um, WhatsApp, and I was telling him how, like, for my business, and my a group chat with two people. <laughs> I guess that's what you call it. <laughs> well, she said to WhatsApp you, and I didn't see the message. So clearly, <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's too funny to not take. Nah, it's alright. It's alright. That's alright. Uh, I was saying, like, um, when I was speaking to Sol, um, I was explaining how I felt like I wasn't ready for any big kind of like shake up of my business like my business sort of was only prepared for everyday life so when the pandemic happened I got in like a frenzy and I was like what do I do now what do I do now and I feel like that same thing applies for acting it's like I didn't think 
anything could possibly hinder my acting journey but myself so when the pandemic happened I was like what do I do now what do I do now like I don't want to do anything but also like what is there to do and what can I do in this time so like before I started to do some um, self-tapes the thing about self-tapes is that it's double-edged sword because that's it all right double-edged sword sorry mm-hmm. I needed to enunciate um <laughs> because the thing is yeah you it's like it makes you think oh you get to record yourself so you get to choose how many tapes you can do you get to take your time you get to practice before you do it but then when you deep that it's all on you then you're like oh I get to record it so many times so which one is the right one do I want to do I want to be angry do I want the scene to to be sad do I want whoever who am I talking to like how are they talking to me you watch it over you realize you hate yourself you watch yourself so many times and you realize you hate yourself you're like I hate myself and then honestly you're down like an ugly rabbit hole and then like you have to pull yourself out of it I think oh my gosh I think acting is the thing that has played with my mind the most the most in this quarantine because it's about putting yourself out there it's about being intentional about putting yourself out there so when there's auditions it's like okay there's an opportunity for me to put myself out there when there's no opportunity you still have to put yourself out there like you have to create your own opportunities which makes me so nervous I get so nervous because there's one thing about being rejected when you go in front of a casting director and they put that they put the role out there there's another thing about being rejected when you just put yourself out there just to see what people think it puts like unlimited fear inside of me so in terms of that I've been working through it like every single day and the way I've been working through it is I do still do my self-tapes however I limit I limit myself Alucci, thank you so much she's a plug she told me that when she's doing her self-tapes she gives herself um like a number of takes so like five, let's say five takes and you record in five takes you plan beforehand you sit down you have five takes to make this work after five takes you send it to a friend you send it to someone they give you feedback and then you work off of that feedback and that's helped what, me a lot all so, five takes yeah Either you send all five takes if you want, or you send the ones that you like the most to that friend, and okay. then they give you feedback from that. So that's been amazing, and that's helped me a lot with the whole acting thing during the quarantine. During quarantine, but fam, it's mad. It's actually mad. It is. I actually had a conversation with a great casting director who said, essentially taking the five take thing further, like you should really just do two takes, just two takes. Ooh. A rehearsal two takes and leave it alone honestly because we act as as you were saying we get in our heads we become mm-hmm. judge juror and whatever third thing happens in the court executioner that that's not in court okay you're not allowed to do that anymore. you're right since you're in murk you're right but um yeah we, we were so in our heads about it all and honestly that it's it's not our job to be in our heads about it we were supposed yeah. to give our best performance and let it go. And so five takes, two takes, let it go. Don't let it get into your head. Philip, how about you as a, obviously you're still working, but as a maker of film, filmmaker, how has affected, yes, a writer uh, and all-round genius, 
how has this affected your ambitions in the industry and how has seeing this pandemic basically stop this industry how has that affected your views on it uh if i'm being honest i didn't really have much going on prior to the pandemic i was mm-hmm. always um waiting for like opportunity and finances and all that stuff and um so nothing uh, if i'm being honest i'm probably one of those fortunate people that where nothing much has actually changed for me it's mm-hmm. everything is literally down to how i manage myself which is a good opportunity for me to grow personally because yeah, like I'm still able to write. Um, I don't have the finances to go and make a film at any point, but I do have the opportunities to apply for more funding. I stopped applying for funding because I hate the process. It's so draining. Like they want you to jump through all these hoops and mm-hmm. it's mad. You can put in mad work, put in a shift and it won't even tell you why they turned mm-hmm. you for the funding. So it's long, but I think I'm going to start applying for funding again. Um, if not, I'll just try to use my own money. Um, but yeah, nothing much has changed. Like I'm still writing. Um, I can say in quarantine so far, I've written a, pi- a new pilot. I've written two sketches and a short Come on. But that short film is almost finished. I just, there's a, there's a block there in it. <laughs> that short film is almost finished. But I, yeah, I feel that's, that's, a, that's quite successful in my, in my book. I still feel like I can do more. I'm probably- That's amazing. Like no one is gonna be as hard on me as I am to myself. So like, it's, I always feel like I can do a lot more, but I'm, I'm quite proud of the stuff that I have done from a writer's perspective. But from a filmmaking perspective, mm-hmm. I can do so much more. I need to start doing that, um, banging out these treatments. I need to start applying for funding. I need to wear the hat of a filmmaker, not just a writer, which I need to start doing yeah, a lot more. But ultimately I haven't faced any setbacks, which I'm, thankful for but in terms of like outside of filmmaking um i've just been cautious and mindful about checking up on people and seeing what's up seeing how they're doing because you never know like some people could have been renting apartments and then suddenly they're struggling for rent because apparently landlords are now allowed to start asking for rent so yeah i've just been putting my focus in other areas but i need to come back as a filmmaker would you say? Beautiful. Can I just ask one question? Sorry it. to interrupt you, Phil. I was just thinking. Stacy's phone fell. You know up. when um or face where it just fell. Sorry, guys. That's all right. Your internet's <laughs> madness. Charge it and record at the same time. But oh. I know when you're in, you're in a state. Stacy's <laughs> <laughs> right now. <laughs> Stacey's got two G internet. <laughs> oh, geez. Stacey's seen all of this ten minutes late. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast is gonna come out, and Stacey's still gonna be on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh snap! I was saying, you know, when you're in a state of like frustration or you can't, you don't want to do anything. Like, what do you do to take your mind off of that type of frustration? Anger. Um, I usually, um, this is a tough one for me, but because um, I've been 
I've been navigating some something new um, that I've been struggling with, which is, I guess it's not really new, but it, it, it's taken a new form. Uh, not to get too into it, but you know, issues of mental health are something we all deal with. And I've been finding I get into this space frequently where even in the space, because I've, you know, I've done the work, I've gone to therapy, I've, you know, listened to the sermons, I know how to get myself out of. Mm-hmm. But there is a weird desire to stay in that space anyway. The process usually starts with playing some gospel music. As soon as the gospel music starts playing, I find I'm able to get out of bed and, okay, what's the next thing? Let me at least brush my teeth. Okay, what's the next thing? At least, yeah. (laughs) You know, look after the choppers. Yeah. You know, but but yeah, honestly, man, so I, I think for me, it's just gospel music. Whatever happens after that, uh, hopefully it's something productive but if I don't play that gospel then I need my older brother to bang on my door and pull me up out of bed yeah. oh, really. it's important mm-hmm. so, wait, so what about you? your question like it, so when you know there's stuff you need to do how do you go about making yourself do it? nah like when you're in a state of frustration because you know like during this time yeah. like when you can get when you get overwhelmed basically like mm-hmm. how do you how do you calm yourself down or how do you get yourself in that state of like meditation where you know you're not as frustrated anymore let's say i <laughs> i either sleep and just forget about it and then suddenly it's friday dr umar johnson thanks <laughs> they would show up to Umar johnson for some reason um <laughs> I either sleep, forget about it, and then Sunday is Friday, or I watch something that will help or aid whatever I want to do. If that makes sense. So, if yeah. I'm if I'm writing, if I want to write something, and I know the type of vibe I'm trying to communicate, I'll watch something that has that vibe, and then hopefully I can like connect to that level of energy that has been put in the atmosphere <laughs> using the space in the space <laughs> but yeah hopefully i can connect to that and um we'll be calm if that doesn't work then yeah i'll probably just leave it and play playstation i i've, I've played so many video games <laughs> it's, it's a lot man it's a lot it's good wow wow and the maddest thing is uh, it's not that I've played it by myself because I'm playing online, <laughs> but every time I go, woo, I'll just hear it by myself. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't, I don't work in, <laughs> I work in esports, so I know like streaming games is, is a thing. Like people can sit and play games by themselves in a room and it's not weird. But I grew yeah. up on playing games with people. So mm. when you're not playing it with people, it's kind of, yeah. But <laughs> it's that. Um, but yeah, or, or I'll probably just like go to the shop for whatever reason and spend money that I didn't need to spend on like a chocolate cake, which I had down there mm-hmm. in the fridge that I need to eat. But yeah. I like that, I like that, I like that, I like that, I like that. Let's go into this last bit. So there's a show, there's a show, there's a show called, called Bob Loves Abishola. It, 
I remember seeing the trailer last year. It's a sitcom. I remember seeing the trailer last year, and I thought, this looks kind of sick. Um, it's not. They're not holding back. You've got a Yoruba name in the title of the show. It could have just been Bob, Bob's Love Journey or Love is XYZ, but you have a Yoruba name right in the title. Immediately Love that comes, and I thought that was sick. You have a black woman on there, dark skin. She's not. She's not like. I haven't seen her credits before, but she wasn't. They could have just thrown in anyone and just said, "Hey, come and do a Yoruba accent or something," or someone with like a bag of credits. But I'm looking through her credits, and she's got a lot, just not a lot of stuff that's like out there. If that makes sense, she's got a lot of voice acting jobs as well. But she's sick. But yeah, Bob Loves Abishola is an American sitcom. We all watched the pilot episode. Um, I got everyone to watch the pilot episode. Personally, I say I enjoyed it. Um, it was cool. The guy who plays Bob, Billy Gardell, I recognise him from shows. He's been about for a while. I guess he was the the main attraction. He was the one I was meant to pull in the audiences because he had his. He's been on like Young Sheldon, Andy Tribeca. He's been on. He had his own Mike. show, Mike and Molly, that went on for six seasons. So that's obviously nothing to. You can't overlook that. So that's sick. And then Gina Yashere. Gina Yashere is in it. She's a black comedian. She she played Kemi that was on the tri- on the bus. She she was in it. She was cool. Um, I haven't seen any of her stand up, but she's cool. What are your thoughts? We'll start with Stacy. What are your thoughts? You don't. Okay, cool. Let's not go. <laughs> <Rango. laughs> what are your thoughts on the show? What you watched? But I guess if we start with me, um, yeah, you know what? Um, especially after everything you just said, I, I I appreciate it. I appreciate what they what they've tried to do. I appreciate the 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 door they're opening for like even in the thing just as simple as the title having Abby Shola in the title that is dope. Um I watched the pilot. Uh, ah. Do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? I, I just feel like soundstage sitcoms don't hit like they used to. Just like, for people listening, soundstage sitcoms are basically the theatre-style sitcoms where there's clearly a fourth wall that is broken. Not by the actors, but as in there's there's not a fourth wall there. David's looking for something. I don't know why it's, why it's distracting me. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> they to playing to a live audience and it's usually shot with four cameras. That's what we call a soundstage sitcom. Example, Fresh Prince, My Wife and Kids. Um, I think Seinfeld. No, Martin. I don't think Seinfeld. Um, was it? Yeah, yeah. Those. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Basically, um, in front of a half studio audience. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So they just they they don't feel real anymore. They don't feel funny. They feel forced and like they almost feel like parodies of the shows I used to love as a kid. So that's why it's hard for me to watch them. Uh, especially this one. I mean, just every laughing moment. I tried, but I couldn't get it. But hey, it, it, it just means it wasn't for me. It doesn't mean it's not funny, because funniness is a spectrum, you know? There's like, you know, a spectrum of funny. But yeah, and, and I appreciate what they were trying to do, bringing in obviously the African culture. I could tell that not everyone in the class was actually Nigerian. Yeah, but, of course, like know. her... her uncle or what it was like no, no, he was South African right he was Kenyan wow. accent. 
Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, like, she said she wants sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> jokes, told Phil, there's way too many sock jokes in, a, in to be in a sitcom for adults. Damn it. Um, but yeah, stopping complaining. I love Abby Shola. She's great. I hope she's eating today. And oh. Stacy. I like that. I like that. Well, I think everyone knows my opinion without me having to say a flipping word. Oh my days. All right, go on. I let's... think everyone knows. Oh, so basically. Snap. You love it. Oh, snap. <laughs> I've watched this twice now. At first, I watched it um, last year. Like Phil said, he saw the, th- the trailer. I saw it as well, and I was intrigued. I was like, ooh, this is different. I've never seen anything like this before. And the fact that they were making it like so african and not afrocentric but actually african was like something that did intrigue me especially in america because in my opinion and from what i've seen maybe in the small little world that i'm in um i see a lot of african like the african genre of shows being more explored in london in london television than in american television but like i said i probably haven't looked into american television like that but when i saw this i was like okay what's this about (laughs) i saw the link i clicked on it i was like getting into it and then the first joke came (laughs) i was like like, oh no in it and I was like cool whatever let's get to the blackness and then the black woman came I was excited and then I was like this 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 sounds different nah I, I thought it was mad authentic like she's really Folake um yeah Abishola the actor's name is Folake Oluwa Foyeku Oluwa Foyeku she Oluwa Foyeku I thought she was dope I feel like she was the saving grace of the show. She was amazing. I, do you know what? Do you know who I thought was the saving grace? The auntie. The auntie saved it for me. What, on the, the auntie on the, from me. On the bus? No, not the auntie on the bus. But the I know that. someone that loved the auntie on the The auntie in the house. For oh, me, her, her accent made so much sense to me. Like, And the way she was just made so much sense to me. And that's what I resonated with. And that was the only character that I was like... Oh, it made me breathe when I saw I was like... Oh, oh, she made me feel, yeah, I liked watching her, but, because there was a part as well where, like, the Abishola was, it was like she was saying goodnight to Bob, and then she was like, goodnighty! I was like, Yeah, but no, that's, that's like, you don't know if people do that. Goodnight. No, but it was a lot. What? It was a lot. It was a oh. lot. It just didn't feel right to me. For, I bet and people would love it if it was Bob Love's, like, Nana. I'm I'm so happy that they didn't even try Ghanaian because I feel like that would have made me even angrier if it went wrong so I wasn't angry at this I was I wasn't mad at it I just thought you know what it it fell short for me personally I didn't really like get it like David was saying the lot the all that laugh was it what is it the the people in the audience was it a laugh track or I don't, I don't know if it, I don't know if it was shot in front of a live audience, but it could have been a laugh track. I don't know. It felt like a laugh track because it just felt like they just kept on laughing like very often. Like and I was like, surely not everything is funny, because it's not. But um 
other yeah what else did i write oh that poor little boy was all over the place he was so cute though i love the little boy but he was south african like the accent he he was all the way in the (laughs) south of africa yeah yeah. (laughs) his accent was in the southern region of the africa yeah it seems like there's an accent that americans do that just don't sound like anyone else but south africans it's the wakandan accent there is someone else at the door (laughs) (laughs) but the accent from Munda. Yeah. But guys, was I the only one that was was I the only one that was kind of confused as to why the son had an accent? Because he could have got away with not having an accent, right? Yeah, he could have. He had an accent then he didn't and he sounded American so I feel like there was backstory there that we that wasn't explored in the pilot. Like maybe they think it was intentional. He's like the um translator for the That's why, like, they called him. They called him when it was, like, coming up the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Talk like that. But at home, he usually talks to his parents, like, how they show the South African accent. And that's why it's jarring. That would have worked if his accent wasn't. Yeah. Because it wasn't. We're left confused and angry at the child. That's Uh, fair. I wasn't angry at the child. Vernie Watson, a.k.a. Will Smith's mum in Fresh Prince. Oh yeah, yeah, she was great. She's I mean, always playing a nurse. She, she always oh. plays a nurse. No, <laughs> like, she's the nurse in like Big Bang Theory sometimes. She's great, yeah, man. Yeah, I love yeah. seeing her. She's she's amazing. Man, those moms, you know what I'm saying? But, okay, cool. I guess this show was a miss. I'm the only one who liked it. <laughs> but, <laughs> hey, I what, might, Have you seen the second episode? Not yet. I plan to watch it. No, uh, we had that. One. Yeah, so, how about we do this, yeah? Because we're on quarantine, and isolation. How about we watch a pilot or a new show every week, and then we talk about it to end the podcast? How does that sound? Sounds. I dope. love that, I really like guys. That idea. Same time, I hate it. What you say How long do we have left? How long do we have left? Well, at the moment, we're on the fifty-minute mark. So Ooh. okay, so we we're gonna be ending now. soon. We're gonna be ending soon, guys. Can we promise them? Yeah, that tomorrow. That not tomorrow. <laughs> Next recording, we shall discuss. A film that we all watched. Premature. Okay. 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 So basically, guys, if you're listening to this episode, by the time you listen to the next one, please go and watch this uh, film called Premature on Netflix. It's also on Amazon Prime. I think you can find it a lot of places. But Premature, please go watch that. It's an indie short uh, film, feature-length film. Uh, That's a romance. It's not a rom-com in case you hate comedies and they make you cringe this is a straight romance please go and watch that and we'll get into it but yeah just wrapping up and rounding off it was good to be back david is mini rocking and it looks like he's taking a lot of his energy stacy is twerking for some reason um and now she's dancing like she's in the 90s okay this is just i'm not gonna comment But yeah, it's great. (laughs) (laughs) I've been Phil. Stacey's been. I've been Stacey. It's been so lovely. And I've been Mr. Data GDR. It's been a pleasure. I hope you've enjoyed it, and I'll see you next time. Right, that was connected yet. Whoa! Oh! Oh! It's a yes. I've been insulted. No, we're shut. We're shut off. We shut off. If you hear, if you hear any particular reason.